Good morning, afternoon, or evening, wherever you might be listening from. My name is Vincent, and I'd like to welcome you and thank you for joining me for episode two of the Holy Forge podcast. Today, we will be talking uh, about the forging process, and this is in continuation from our first episode, episode one, which was being made in the image of God. And the Holy Forge, uh, this whole show is themed around the idea of you and I, human beings, uh, being raw materials, raw metals, uh, precious metals that are taken into the forge of God, and he he goes to work on us there. He refines us. He removes the impurities from our lives, from our personalities, all those things that are not like him, all those things that make us frail and weak and brittle and are not going to make us fit for purpose in his kingdom. This, that The forge is the place where he removes that from us. The forge is his word, it's prayer, it's fasting, it's talking to God, it's living and allowing God to continue to work on you for your entire life. So in that, I have a verse that I would like to read today that we're going to uh, use as our jumping off point to begin this discussion about the forging process. And it is Philippians chapter one, verse six. And I'm going to be reading from uh, the amplified version of the Bible today. And you can uh, follow along in whatever uh, version of the Bible that you have. I like reading the amplified from, from time to time. It's actually one of my favorite translations. So it says, uh, Philippians chapter one, verse six, I am convinced and confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will continue to perfect and complete it until the day of Christ Jesus, the time of his return. And Philippians was written by Paul and it was, uh, who was an apostle and he was sent out to the nations, the non-Jewish nations to take the gospel to them. And they had to deal with a lot of things uh, as being non-Jews and, and different things of that nature and leaving, you know, their pagan ways behind and previous ways behind and following this 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 new gospel uh, and becoming also disciples of Jesus Christ. So this whole uh, process, this work that Paul is talking about is the work of salvation and the work that comes along with salvation of being transformed in our mind and being transformed in from the image of the world into the image of Jesus Christ, the son of God. And this work, God is faithful because he is faithful. He's faithful to continue that work that he started in us. As long as we are a, we are willing to continue to go into his forge and allow him to work on us. And so throughout this episode, this first topic which is what is the forging process. I'm going to talk about the actual uh, metal working process because I think that will provide you with a, a lot of good visuals. I'm, I'm a visual kind of person. I like analogies and stories and similes and, and things like that to express you know, things and truths about the Bible uh, because everyone learns and, and thinks and processes things in a different way. So I'm a pretty visual person and... This is how I see it. So just going over the actual forging process, um, 
how is raw metal taken from the ground turned into steel? How is it turned into parts of machines and, and, and different things like that? So the natural forging process involves the shaping of metal, uh, excuse me, the shaping of metals, which are normally very resistant to change through the use of compressive forces. Now that that first bullet point there, talking about resistant to change through the use of force. That that is humanity <laughs> in a nutshell in, in in a lot of ways. Because you, know, you you do have some people who are resistant to change and you know that's kind of you know talked about a lot of times in uh in the offense environment when you know we're trying to change business processes and things of that nature and people are like no 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 I want to do it the same way or in your own personal life you know someone's like oh hey in your family hey we used to do it like this why don't we do the holiday like this? Or why don't we stop doing this and that and the other? And then that's changed and people are very resistant to that. And when one becomes a believer, there is a whole lot of change that goes on in a believer. Uh, sometimes God is able to just instantaneously, you know, from one moment to the next, you're a completely different person. And people see you the very next day, the same people who saw you the day before. And they're like, wow, you are, you are different. What happened? What happened to you? And, and that person would say, I, I got saved. I found Jesus or, or, or however it is they choose to describe, uh, them becoming a believer and a disciple of Christ. Uh, and everyone's like, wow. Okay. Well, you are really different. You don't, you're not doing this stuff anymore. They're like, no, 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 no. That person is not so resistant to change at that moment. But if they keep living long enough, they will find a point of contention where God is like, hey, I need you to change in this area. And they're like, oh, yeah, about that. Do you think we can negotiate? <laughs> Sometimes we think we can bargain with God. And. And so we find our play, we find ourselves uh at that point, wherever we're trying to bargain with God and say, hey, can you meet me halfway? Now we're becoming resistant to change. And and that's part of our nature, you know, because of sin, you know. Um, and so, or we just get comfortable in doing a certain thing, even if it's not sinful and God's just like, hey, I want you to start doing it this way. He's bringing the winds of change into our life. And we're just like, ah, man, everything was going just fine. I was happy with, with the way things were. But God being the God of universe and time and all creation, you know, he can see what's around the corner before you do, before you even know there's a corner that you're approaching. He does. And he's trying to get you ready for that. So let, let, let's go through this uh, quickly. Uh, the forces for the natural forge, uh, forging process are delivered using a variety of methods. Uh, these methods include hammering, pressing or rolling. So sometimes this metal, it, it, it's struck, uh, it's pressed, or it's rolled. And um, now the next next point here, now if we're like raw material, then our stubbornness, rebellion, and other qualities that make us resistance, uh, resistant to the change of God, uh, resistant to the change God desires to bring into our lives must be applied with force sometimes. So all those qualities, you know, God needs to get rid of that stubbornness in you. He needs to get rid of that rebellion in you, that unwillingness to listen that might need to be hammered out. It might need to be pressed out of you. It might need to be rolled out of you. And 
the force that God is going to apply to our lives. Now, now I'm going to be switching back and forth here between talking about the natural for, forging process and the spiritual forging process that we each go through. But the force is not against our will. See, the metal in in a blacksmith shop or in, in a forge of like a company that they make machine parts and things like that, the metal doesn't have a choice, right? It's going to get shaped and formed into whatever, you know, the, the craftsman or the design calls for. And God has a design for each one of us. However, unlike that raw metal, we do have free will. And so God desires to say, hey, I want to remove this from you and I'm going to need to use this method to remove it from you. And we have to be willing to say, okay, okay, God, go ahead, have your way. Let, let's do this. And so he's not going to do it against our will. Now he is uh, very compelling and can be very compelling. He can allow situations and circumstances to come into our life to really let us know, you know, to create a, an environment where we're, we're, we feel like we're being pressed in on all sides. We feel like, man, this, this situation, this is like, it's just hammering all this stuff out of me. That could be God trying to get your attention and letting you know, Hey, this look at what's happening in the situation. Look at how you're responding or how you're not responding. This is what is trying. This is what I'm trying to get out of you. And this is, this is going to make you stronger. So, uh, we are in the image of God, as I stated in the, the first episode, and he has given us the will to choose just as he's just as he has. And so he's not going to make us go through anything we don't want to do. Uh, a scripture for that is Revelation chapter three, verse 20, where it says that Jesus stands at the door and knocks. So he he's not going to force his way in. You know, uh, he, he can knock very hard and maybe put a few cracks in that door. But ultimately, the, the choice to go through this process lies with us. We can choose to resist God or we can cho choose to trust him in all of his ways and all of his methods and know and trust that he knows what is very best for us. So let's start talking about the different types of forging processes and and there are some analogies I'm, uh, I'm going to use here. So the the natural, there are three natural forging processes. You have hot, warm and cold forging, and they all use a variety of methods and, and different temperatures. So hot for, forging, as you could imagine, involves very, very high temperatures, uh, 950 degrees. Uh, Celsius to 1250 degrees Celsius or uh, 1742 to 2192 degrees Fahrenheit. So extremely, extremely high, high, high temperatures so that this solid metal can be softened up and it has to be that hot. Uh, warm, warm forging uses slightly lower temperatures, uh, 750 to 950 degrees Celsius or uh, 1382 to 1742 degrees Fahrenheit, still extremely high. You know, most ovens in the home only go up to maybe about 510, 550 degrees. You know, um, you can probably get it to go higher if you have like a, you know, industrial oven or maybe a, 
um, a brick oven or something like that, you can probably get the temperature to go higher. But who's cooking? <laughs> who's cooking that hot at home? Um, and then there is actually a cold forging process. And that temperature is from room temperature up to 150 degrees Celsius or uh, 302 degrees Fahrenheit. So still pretty hot, but that's more like, oh, I'm going to put my oven at 302, 350. You know, it usually goes in increments of like 10, 15, 25. Uh, so I'm going to put my, temp my, you know, my oven around 300 degrees and then you can bake something in there. But that's called cold forging compared to, you know, on the high end, 2,192 degrees Fahrenheit, where metal is, you know, softened and is glowing orange uh, to just 302 degrees. So hot forging is the, the most common and it allows the smith to work with a wider range of materials. And, and so if you look at, you know, each of us, if you look at humanity, you know, we are a wide spectrum of <laughs> of metals some of us are more malleable you know than others you know we're easy more easily to be uh bended and shaped and formed into you know whatever god needs us to do some of us are extremely extremely durable and tough and we need that hot temperature sometimes god's got to turn the heat up on you you know to to really get you get you to a point where okay okay god let's Okay, I'm ready to be, you know, shaped and formed. Let's let's go ahead and, and get this work done. And God is faithful, as as it said in Philippians. He he is faithful. He he he'll take his time and turn that temperature up until it gets to where it, where it needs to for you, in order to for you to be, uh, uh, to the point where you are ready and able to be shaped into whatever He needs you to be shaped to. Uh, with hot forging, the metal is heated multiple times and it goes through a multi-stage forging process and re may require trimming. So they might have to trim off some of it, you know, the, the excess, you know, okay, this is not needed. So let's, let's get rid of that. Uh, and then depending on the target properties, which might be influenced by its intended use, the metal might be air cooled or heat treated to reach the desired results. So when we, you know, jumping back to, you know, talking about the individual being forged by God, once he has gotten out of you what needs to get out of you, then he's going to, you know, lower the temperature, allow things to go back down so that you can, okay, it's not so hot. And now you'll begin to harden back up, you know, but then you've had excess removed from you. You've had impurities removed from you. And a lot of those impurities when it comes to the metal can only be removed once it's very, very hot so that the metal is at times maybe even molten and those other impurities that, you know, aren't part of that natural metal rise to the surface and then it can be scooped out and, and discarded because it's not needed. Or if, you know, there's excess metal that's not needed, it can be trimmed away, but it can only be trimmed away once the temperature has been reached, uh, reached its desired point. And for whatever, you know, uh, the metal is going to be used for at the end of the day. If it's going to be used for, you know, and part of a machine that's going to have a lot of moving parts and is, you know, a lot of activity, it needs to be very strong, durable, and it's got to be able to be used for a long time. And each of us have a designed uh, purpose by God that he says, okay, I want to use, you know, this person for that. I want to use that person for that. I want to use, use these people for this purpose over there. And each and every one of these purposes and, and, and reasons that 
you are living, that God has created you, it requires a different process. You know, we're all not, you know, built to do the same thing, you know, nor should we try to do the same thing. Some people are very durable and they can go into some very tough situations. But in order for them to be able to go into those tough situations and to be as durable as they are, you know, that also might require them to go through a much hotter, you know, process, you know, they're like, man, why is all this happening? You know, or they just like, man, okay, God's really taking me through this. I got to spend a lot of time fasting. I got to spend a lot of time studying and reading or just meditating. Whereas someone else, you know, they're just kind of baking around at room temperature, just kind of going through life and God's working and using different things as they go. And they're able to kind of keep going while the other person just has to stop and just like maybe take a couple of days off and just kind of just pray and get things together and get, get ready for whatever it is God wants them to use. There's nothing wrong with that. And one person should not envy or, or, um, look sourly upon the other person, the person who has to go, go through a much hotter forging process. Shouldn't look at the person and say that isn't and say, Oh, well, I'm, you know, more holy than you because, you know, my process required, it was far more intense. No, your process was just different because you have a different purpose, but the other person that doesn't make them any less than their purpose is just as important because it was given to them by God, the one who designs each of us. So we're all equally important. There's no one purpose among humanity that's greater than the other. Now in the world, you know, you have, you know, people who are lifted up in society because they have certain talents that other people don't and can do and think and whatever that other people can't. That kind of stuff is lauded in the world and, and is and it is used to make people feel less than, but not in the kingdom of God. That's not how it works. So let's keep that in mind. So moving right along to natural forging equipment. So the hammer is one of the most notable pieces of a forge. You think of a blacksmith, you think of a forge, you think of a hammer. And the hammer is used repeatedly uh, to hit the metal in order to deform it. And in the past, this was done by hand. And now in the modern world, we have uh, power hammers to really, you know, rapidly or strike, you know, metal much harder than any you know, person could do by hand, but you need power hammers to, to work with giant pieces of metal, you know, or very thick pieces of metal. Um, with, uh, the press, uh, applies continuous pressure on the metal and it's a slower process of deforming the metal, but the metal is still deformed by the press. Uh, the upsetter, <laughs> when I was looking this up, I was like, oh, wow, the upsetter, that's, that's actually pretty hilarious. But it's very similar to the press, uh, but instead of uh, the press, which presses down onto uh, the metal and presses it into the die or or into uh, the cast, whatever the shape that is going to be, the upsetter uh, is pressed vertically. So it presses the metal upwards or it presses upwards onto the metal. So I thought that was pretty hilarious, the upsetter. And, and if you think about it, you know, how many times, you know, God is working with us. And like, man, I'm really upset right now. <laughs> Maybe he's working with you in an opposite way because, you know, you're that you're that one person is like, OK, 99 times out of 100, this is going to work. But there's that one person. Yeah, I got to use the upsetter on them. And God's like, yep, we, we got to do this one a little bit differently, but that's OK. Different is not wrong. It does not make you less than it just makes you different. 
and we should be celebrating and, and rejoicing in all our various, you know, different kinds of processes. And you're talking with people and, and listening and learning about individuals and the different things they have gone through uh, in order to, you know, uh, have what they have or be able to do what they can do. It, it all it was all a process designed by God. And we should be learning and rejoicing and understanding and trying to understand, you know, the process that God took that individual through. There might be some nuggets that we can uh, glean from their experience to, to maybe get us ready for what God is getting ready to do with us. And then you have your rollers, uh, ring rollers, and these are able to produce a uh, one piece ring. So uh, a complete circle and think of like a wedding ring or ring you wear on your finger and enlarge at times like a hundred and it's metal it's all like steel and, and stuff uh it produces a one-piece ring uh which removes the need for welding so it's not anything like they have to take two halves and then weld it together and then you have this you know weird uh you know that if you've ever seen anything welded uh metal it it's kind of uh bubbly and misshapen where the at where it was um welded together um, but the ring rollers remove the need for wel for welding. So they're able to produce this circular piece of metal. Uh, and it's hollow, uh, which is turned under, again, extreme pressure against a rotating roll. So uh, moving right into our second topic here. So how is these processes or how do how do these processes make us stronger? Because it sounds like, especially with you know uh, hammering and uh, pressing, uh, as far as the metal is concerned, it's all made to deform it. And we also we we have an understanding of what you know deform is or deformity. You know, if you say you know if you look at someone they have a physical deformity, you know they might have an extra finger or missing a finger or something on their body is is misshapen. It's not the normal you know human uh, structure. And we we uh, medically and and you know in the world say that that person has a deformity or they're deformed. It doesn't make them any less than. Uh, but if we're talking about a forging process, the metal has to be deformed. Now, if we came from the world and we had the image of the world and the ways of the world, and God says, okay, I need to make you into the image of my son, then we are going to have to be deformed, deformed from the image of the world and reformed into the image of his son, Jesus Christ. So it do you see how, you know, the connections between this forging process naturally and spiritually? Uh, it's a process that we all have to go through. It's a bit violent at times, it's a bit loud, it's a bit hot sometimes, but it is a process. So how do, how is this make, how is this actually making us stronger? So the heating and the pressing of metal in the, in the uh, natural process, it seals minor cracks and empty spaces are closed up. So the empty spaces, and this is all, you know, at a microscopic level, you know, you can't really see, you might be able to see some of it, some cracks and spaces, uh, with your, with your eyes, but a lot of it is, it's at the, uh, uh, microscopic 
microscopic level. You, you'll have to have some special equipment to see, hey, okay, the heating process and everything like this, all this hammering, it is sealed up these empty spaces and all these crocs, cracks are, are gone. Now, if the cracks and spaces are left unchecked, it will be uh, become a found, uh, foundational weakness to the metal. It might not be seen right away, but you if you've ever experienced, you know, you're working with something, uh, you know, I had a, let's say you have a wrench, you know, wrenches are usually, you know, made out of steel and, and very durable metal, but you're using it, using it and boom, it just snaps as you're using it because you tighten up a bolt. You're like, wow, that, how did that happen? That particular wrench had some cracks and spaces that were never completely sealed. And over time and through use and, you know, through the, uh, the forces and torque that you're using and you're, you know, that you're just using, uh, using it, it, uh, those, those, uh, vulnerabilities, uh, caused it to be fragile and over time just break. So the forging process naturally is meant to eliminate those and spiritually, it's meant to eliminate those, all these, you know, cracks in, in us and our personality and, you know, in our armor, as it were, uh, even empty spaces, you know, people talk about, they feel empty all the time. That needs to be closed up. You know, God needs to say, Hey, this doesn't need to be an empty space because you'll look to fill it with just anything you think, Oh, let me fill it with this. Let me fill it with that. Let me fill it with, you know, something that will make me feel good, but it inherently will make you weaker and not stronger. So hot forging uh, breaks up impurities in the metal and redistributes them uh, across the metal work itself. Uh, the inclusion of such metals is vastly reduced by this process. So the heating process, as it the, the metal is heated, it redistributes all those impurities throughout the metal. A lot of it is able to be removed, but there's far less of it. So it, it's not all in one place where it's gonna create a weak point in the metal. You know, it's more distributed evenly. And so it's not, you know, not as weak. Um, again, if let the, left unchecked, these impurities will be stress points in the metal, uh, which can be exploited through use of the final product. And again, like with the analogy of the, the, the wrench there, you know, just using the wrench. And again, like, you know, if you really have to press down on something to really get that bolt to tighten or loosen or, or something like that, um, uh, what a couple of months ago, I had a flat tire in my car and, you know, I had to use the, um, the, the socket wrench that came with it to try to get the bolt off. And it was like, it was really, it was really on there tight. And I was looking up some YouTube videos because it, you know, it was a machined on, they use a, a you know, a power drill again, a power drill to put the, the new bolts on there. And one of the, uh, YouTube videos I found, the guy was like, yeah, if it's really, really tight, just stand on it. And I was like, what? Let's stand on it. Stand on this. I was like, and I watched him do it. And he, he, he put all his, this dude had to be maybe 250, you know, he, he was just like, eh, eh, and boop, it just came right off. And I was like, huh? So I went into the garage. I got my socket wrench, put it on the car. I grabbed the hood of my car, you know, to make sure I was balanced. Didn't, you know, twist my ankles. Cause you know, the, the socket wrench it comes with is pretty narrow. I'm about 220. I'm just bouncing up and down on it. I was like, oh Lord, please don't let me fall. Please don't let this thing break. And sure enough, it came unloose. And I was like, well, life hack. <laughs> but that 
that socket wrench is forged out of metal as well. And it had it had to be going through a very good process because that thing, it could have snapped if it if it was weak. And so um, or if it if all the cracks and spaces weren't filled up or if all the impurities weren't removed from it, it could have a lot of weak points. And like I had just said here in this uh, in this last uh, in this point, that if the uh, impurities are left in it and they're not removed properly or enough of them are not removed, then uh, it will become a stress point in the metal, which can be exploited through use of the final product, just regular use, you know. Um, so just regularly using that socket wrench, you know, trying to take off bolts of a, off a, uh, a car and things like that, you know, it could have broken, but it didn't. Praise God for that. So it is a refining process that the metal must go through. The more impurities that are removed, the stronger the final cast will be. So the metal must go through it because at the end of the day, it's going to be stronger. And the process that God wants to take us through, it's something we just have to go through when we're when we're done. I can guarantee you, you will be the better for it. You will be stronger than you could ever imagine uh, because you have had all the impurities and different things like that that are causing you to to be weak in certain areas removed from your life. Altering uh, the, the last bullet here about the. Um, uh, about being made stronger through the process, the altering of the grain structure of the metal. Now, this is a bit, you know, sciencey, so <laughs> bear with me. And and for those who might be already familiar with this process, uh, you might know exactly what I'm talking about. But again, this is something that happens at the microscopic level, at the unseen level, as it were. And the uh, the material, well, it happens at the unseen level of the material, and it alters the fundamental patterns of the crystals in the metal to take on new patterns, which will increase the metal's overall strength in the final product. So something is happening in the, in the unseen spaces, and these crystals, again, are being reshaped into a different pattern and structure than what they were naturally found in that will reinforce the overall use of the product. And when God is working on us, there are so many different things that are happening in the unseen realm, the spiritual parts of us, you know, happening in our mind, happening with our emotions. You know, we're learning to, you know, take all our baggage and give it to God. You know, all these things that are happening at the unseen level, there might be some things that people can see happening, you know, uh, you might stop smoking, you might stop cussing, you might stop watching so much TV, uh, playing so many video games, uh, drinking, smoking, you might change your eating habits, uh, you might get a new job because it was toxic, you might walk away from friends and family who were toxic and you know intruding on your life and different things like that, and you might walk away from a church environment. You know, these are outward things that, you know, again that people can see it's part of the process, something that you have to do. God said, you need to leave that. You need to change that. You know, look at what's happening here. And, and there are certain things that others will be able to see and say, wow, okay, there's something going on with them because they are doing things different. Oh, no, no, no. I, I, I don't, I don't eat pork or I don't eat anymore. I'm, I'm, you know, switching and, you know, being a vegetarian for a little while, or, you know, I'm, I'm eating less sweets or, you know, I need to cut back on the coffee or cut back on whatever it is God needs to tell you to cut back on. People are going to see that noticeably different, but as a result of your obedience on these natural things, there is also something happening at the unseen level, just like that metal, you know, the metal, the, these microscopic crystals in the middle that are being restructured, that are going to eventually reinforce 
and make the final product stronger. So there are things happening in the in the uh, uh, in the spiritual parts, places of us that are being reshaped and that's going to make our final, you know, when our, not our final selves, because, you know, I, no one arrives in the, in in life to say, oh, I have arrived. I've reached, you know, the final thing. But you can be very strong and very set up for what it is that God wants you to do. You'll be much stronger and in a better position spiritually in the unseen places than you were before you, you started this process. So lastly, I want to talk about embracing the process, because this is something that we have to lean into, as it were. Um, I started off by saying how the forging process is it's used to uh, take metal that is usually resistant to change and reshape it into something that, you know, mankind wants to use it for. And God wants to take us through a process that will reforge us into the image of his son. And the honest, the honest, you know, part of it is that it doesn't always feel good, you know, uh, it's not always pleasant as it were, you know, it's not always something that we're going to walk around with a huge smile on our face. Oh, God's taking me through this process here. And he, you know, he's really changing and, and reshaping a whole lot of things in my life and, and, and me personally, and as a person and, you know, whatever, you know, different titles and hats you have on in your life. Uh, he, he's changing all of that. And, and it may not feel good, you know, it might be downright upsetting and <laughs> just like, you know, for the, for the tool, you know, the upsetter, uh, there are so many things that people aren't going to see and understand. You know, there are going to be so many things you as an individual may not understand, but you have to nevertheless embrace this process. Uh, there are times when we are unaware that he is at work. Uh, think about how, you know, when God made Eve, you know, he put Adam into a deep sleep, you know, the, 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 the world's first surgery, as it were, put him under, took out his rib and then, you know, made, made woman. Um, that was something that Adam was, you know, he was asleep for, for that work. You know, when he woke up there, his wife was, he was like, Oh, you are woman. Cause you was taken from man. <laughs> so sometimes we're, you know, going to be unaware of the process. But there are some also a lot of times and, you know, my personal opinion, I think it's <laughs> more times than not that we are all too aware that he is at work. We see the sparks flying. We hear the noise. We feel the hammer. We we, we feel the heat. We feel the pressure. Uh, and all these things are, are rolling us shaping us, reforming us, deforming us from the image of the world and reforming us into the image of his son. Uh, we are very aware of that. We're like, oh, God, that don't feel good. I don't want to do that. You know, I don't want to say that to that person. I don't want to go here. I don't want to leave this. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. But it's going to be for our benefit because a lot of times those things might be impurities that he's needing to remove from us, you know, so that 
what he actually wants us to do, we can be stronger and better prepared for. And we have to, again, trust that he knows exactly what he's doing. Paul said that the one who started the work in you is faithful to complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. God's going to keep, he's going to keep at this work in you. As long as you are breathing, he allows you to have breath in your body. He's going to keep at the work as long as you're able to, you know, and, and as long as you are willing to be, uh, to work, to be worked on by God. Uh, he's a master craftsman. He knows exactly what he's doing. He intricately formed each and every, you know, what, seven, eight billion of us on this planet. Um, and who knows how many billions, maybe trillions of humans who have lived since the beginning, you know, he formed and shaped each one of us. So I think he knows what he's doing. You know, we, we, we come off the conveyor belt as it were, you know, <laughs> pretty much the same. Uh, and, and he knows how to get us to a point where he needs us to be. So we have to be encouraged that, uh, that this forging process is for our benefit. God is not trying to do anything to hurt you. Uh, it might not feel great, but the, the, the pain, the discomfort, the pressure that you're feeling, it will pass. I guarantee you it will pass. You keep living and it will pass. Trouble doesn't last always. Weeping only lasts for a night, but joy comes in the morning. So, you know, and, and so many other phrases and, and, and things uh, could be said in line with that of, of a temporary state of being. And, the, you know, there will be times when we'll, we'll leave the forge and God's like, okay, I'm done with you for now. You're strong enough to go out and do there and do what you need to do. But then as we go and we work and, and, and we go forth and we we're trying to do what God wants us to do, you know, through just through use, just through living, we, we might need to, you know, go back and revisit so he can, you know, okay, let's, let's, let's tighten this up. You, you've got some cracks in your appearing, you know, because, you know, there were some impurities some things that, you know, got in us that didn't need to be there. Uh, he needs to remove that so that we can be, uh, be strong. And so just keep in mind that the process that he wants you to go through will make you stronger. Uh, and you will see the benefits from having gone through the process. Uh, I know I went and talked a lot about, you know, the natural forging process and, you know, different things like that. But hopefully that was a it was able to give you a good visual and, and a good comparison for, you know, uh, what's happening spiritually by taking a look at how metal is actually forged and shaped and deformed. And that's something that I want you to always remember. We are being deformed through this process, not to be made ugly and misshapen, but to be made beautiful, strong, and uh, the perfect uh, design that God has entided, uh, intended for us to be. I just want to say, uh, God bless you. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. I hope you got something from it. I hope it uh, blessed you, and I hope you was able to um, see, see the forging process uh, based off of the natural one, and, and how metal is deformed, and how we are deformed from, you know, the previous ways that we had and the previous image that we had and how God is shaping us into the image of his son. So God bless you. Take care. And I will talk to you again in the next episode.